Can you believe what's happening in Chicago? Now, I love Chicago. I, I mean, I have an affection for most big cities in America. I've been to all of them, all 50 states, all major cities. Chicago is a unique place because it is an immigrant city like New York. Um, people work very hard, generally speaking. Um, they're nicer than New Yorkers are and Bostonians. A little crusty here on the East Coast, except when you get south of the Mason-Dixon line, it gets nicer down there. But I always like going to Chicago. But I knew for years that that city was spiraling downward because of the corrupt politicians and the Democratic machine. It's almost like New York and California. And the machine controls who runs, who gets elected, and the Republican Party is just nowhere. So what we are seeing is the destruction of Chicago. Okay. Last Sunday, a man, 20-year-old Latrell Allen, was apparently carrying a gun, allegedly carrying a gun. The police were informed, and with all the murders and shootings in Chicago, they respond to those calls of firearms. Mr. Allen, according to the cops, fled and then shot at police. Police showed the public the gun. It was shot. Bullets did come out of it, ballistic show. And whether or not it was Allen's, well, he was the only guy there. So the gun was found on the ground after Allen was shot by the police. He was not killed. All right. Now, Allen's got a record. Some say he's a gang member. I haven't been able to confirm that. And there is no question that if an alleged criminal shoots at a law enforcement officer, that officer has the right to shoot back. Not Chicago. No. Okay. So riots break out, looting breaks out. You saw the pictures. We'll run a few more now. $60 million in damage on Sunday. $60 million. And you can see these people are breaking into stores. They're looting. Um, this is not the poor neighborhood. This is the Miracle Mile, the so-called Miracle Mile, all right, on the lake in Chicago. $60 million in damage. 13 police officers injured, 100 people arrested. Even the far, far, far left mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, was outraged. Go. Let's be clear. We are coming for you. We are already at work in finding you, and we intend to hold you accountable for your actions. I don't care. I do not care whatever justification was given for this. There is no justification for criminal behavior ever. All right. I don't believe that looters are going to be held accountable. If they are, I'll be very, very surprised. So what they need is to arrest 100 of them and perp walk them. Then I'll believe you. But is that going to happen? No. Why? Because the Black Lives Matter movement doesn't want it to happen. So after the looting, after the 13 cops are hurt, after all of this, 
Here's what Black Lives Matter Chicago put out a statement. All right. Quote. Yesterday, Chicago Police Department shot and nearly killed a young black person in Inglewood and then arrested 100 protesters downtown for expressing their righteous anger. As we post a statement, CPD, Chicago Police Department, continues to patrol and terrorize black communities. Mayor Lightfoot continues to side with capital and private property over the black people of Chicago, unquote. Did you get the private property and capital? This is from the communist group, the Marxist group, Black Lives Matter. Now, the person who runs this in Chicago is named Aislinn Pulley, all right? She is also the co-executive director of the Chicago Torture Justice Center, all right? Um, That is an organization that seeks to address, quote, the traumas of police violence and institutional racism through access to healing and wellness services, unquote. Okay, fine. So we know what this is, all right? This is another attempt by the Black Lives Matter movement to justify criminal conduct. There's no doubt about it, no two sides to the story. So all the corporations that are donating millions to the Black Lives Matter movement, they are actively involved in attacking the police and businesses. So if you see any company, any corporation, anything like that, that's doing that, And tomorrow on this program, we'll list the ones that we know of. We'll tell you who they are. You know, you make your own decision. I'm not a boycott guy. I'm not a cancel culture guy. But I'm not giving them a penny. Ever. Because this is anarchy. This is violence. This is dangerous. Now, in Chicago, on Lakeshore Drive, that's the main drive through the affluent area and where all the stores are, they can't allow people there. This movement, these criminals, and if you aid and abet criminality, you're a criminal. If you help someone kill someone or steal or loot, you're a criminal. You can be charged. So all of this is goes back to what I've been telling you and telling you and telling you. It's had nothing to do about racial justice, social justice, George Floyd, nothing. This is a violent attempt to overthrow city, state, and the federal government. That's what it is. Now, Attorney General Barr knows what it is, and here's what he said. They are a revolutionary group that is interested in, in some form of socialism, communism. They're essentially Bolsheviks. Their tactics are, are fascistic. Okay. So for saying that on MSNBC, which actively encourages the sedition we are seeing, um, Here's what one of their legal analysts said. Go. 
you know, you scratch below the surface of anything Bill Barr says and the propaganda comes bursting through. <laughs> Talk about kettle and black. Oh, my God. I'm not using black as a color. It's the old saying is, you know, um, pot, kettle, black. Okay. Vanity Fair. Headline, Vanity Fair. I mean, not even a factor in this country, but the headline is, William Barr, of all people, accuses Black Lives Matter protesters of being fascistic. Oh, that's right, Vanity Fair. That's right. They're not. Oh, no. It's unbelievable. Washington Post. You want it? Here, here's um, part of their article written by Jacqueline Pizer. The Washington Post, again, they're enabling all of this. Here's a quote. Barr's comments in the hour-long interview on Fox News represent some of his harshest critiques yet of the protest movement, which he equated with Antifa and compared to guerrilla warfare and of the Democratic politicians who have accused the attorney general of subverting the Justice Department due President Trump's bidding. Got to throw that in there, Jacqueline. Can't just report on what the attorney general says. No, you got to put in the Democratic politicians say Barr is a lackey. Got it in a hard news story. There's not analysis. Okay. To my friends in Illinois and Chicago, I'm very sorry. I wish I was there to help you. But if you don't get these people out of office, and that includes the governor of Illinois, Pritzker, if you don't do it, this is just going to get worse. All right. ACLU uh, wants the government to disband Homeland Security. I mean, this this is just a joke. The ACLU is an open border group. It has accepted millions of dollars from George Soros, who is an open border guy. And all they do is say, we don't want Homeland Security. We don't want border fence. We don't want agents down there. We want everyone to come in here. This is what the ACLU is. All right, now tomorrow on this program, I'm going to run down all of the people, name all of the names of the organizations that I believe are putting you in danger. All right? This is a special no-spin news tomorrow. Okay. Now, the ACLU is asking a court, going to court, to block a $3.6 billion federal funding, okay, that limits people from coming across the border. They're actually suing not to stop illegal immigrants from coming here. That's the ACLU. All right. Oprah, 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 Oprah. Now, you may not like this because Oprah may be right on this issue. Let me set it up for you. Okay. So, Brianna Taylor, have you ever heard the name? She was killed by police in Louisville, Kentucky. Police were looking for a drug dealer named Jamarcus Glover, okay? And they believed that Ms. Taylor was his girlfriend. So they went to Ms. Taylor's house with a no-knock warrant to try to get this Glover guy. When they entered the residence on February 20th, Glover's, I'm sorry, 
Ms. Taylor's new boyfriend, started shooting. Okay? And he wounded a police officer who, again, they were raiding the house. And the police shot back. And they killed Breonna Taylor. Okay? Three um, police officers involved. The guy inside, Kenneth Walker, we did a check on him. No criminal history, no drugs in the house. So this was a botched raid. And Breonna Taylor is dead. Now, you can make an argument, I'm sure it'll be made somewhere, that Mr. Walker shouldn't have shot at the cops, but he didn't know they were cops. So you just hear somebody breaking in, and he opens fire. All right, now, one of the police officers, Brett Hankinson, has been fired. The two others, John Mattingly and Miles Cosgrove, have been placed on administrative reassignment. None of the officers has been charged in this case. Enter Oprah Winfrey, who has put up 26 billboards in Kentucky calling for the arrest of the police officers. Here's what Oprah says. Everybody who's lost a loved one knows that feeling. For every mother and father whose child is out in the world right now, imagine getting a call in the middle of the night that your daughter has been shot in her apartment. And then you find out the people who killed her were police officers who should never have been there in the first place. What would you want to happen now? Would you be content to hear five months later there's an investigation and that no one has been held accountable for shooting your innocent daughter multiple times and letting her life bleed out? If not for the coronavirus, I'd be out in these streets marching with the Black Lives Matter protesters. All right, she makes a mistake equating herself with the Black Lives Matter protesters, as we just explained to you. That organization is not what it appears to be. But in this case, Ms. Winfrey is not wrong. All right? She is not wrong. That there should have been some kind of legal disposition with these officers. Because they screwed up. Wrong house, wrong person. And now there's an innocent woman dead. So you can't hide it. Now, I'm not saying they should be convicted of anything. I don't know why that warrant was given. There may be other things in this case. I don't try these things on television. But I don't object to Oprah Winfrey using her power and fame to raise questions about this. Because police departments, not only in Louisville, but everywhere, have to be very sure, I mean positive, when they break into somebody's house in the middle of the night, that it's the right house and they're looking for the right person. In both those cases, they were wrong in this one. And it's got to be a public explanation. doesn't help the Taylor family. So our goal here is to tell you the truth. And when Ms. Taylor was shot, Apparently, she received no medical attention for more than 20 minutes. Uh, they didn't call it right in. And she died. In Seattle.
police officer and no, I should say police chief, Carmen Best, 55, quit. Why? Because the city council voted 701 to downgrade, defund the Seattle Police Department. So, uh, Miss Best, very liberal woman, Seattle Police, certainly not a conservative organization. All right, quits. You want to move to Seattle? Talk about chaos. Talk about danger in the streets. Seattle, Washington. Rasmussen poll. Thousand likely voters. Ask this question. In violent protest situations, do most national Democratic leaders like House Speaker Nancy Pelosi identify more with the protesters or more with the police? Notice the word violent. 60% say Democratic leaders, including Pelosi, identify with protesters. All right. Sixty percent, 31 percent. Say they don't. Two to one. So. Americans going to vote for the Democrats. Siding with violent protesters. Think about it. Second question, in violent protest situations, does President Trump identify more with protesters or the police? Okay, 66 with the police, 11 percent with the protesters, 15 percent he tries to be impartial. No, he doesn't. He identifies with the police. He's not trying to be impartial. Uh, These people, you know. So let's get into uh, Ms. Harris. Interesting woman. Skin color, it doesn't matter. This is not a skin color play. All right. She identifies as black. She went to Howard University. Fine. Her her father um, was a Jamaican. Her mother is an Indian American. Two immigrants. Okay. Uh, She was born Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, on October 20th, 1964 in Oakland, California. So that would put her 56 years old this coming October. She had a very affluent upbringing. Her parents were professionals. They were immigrants to this country. They did very well. Okay? She was deprived of nothing. She wasn't the little girl looking out the window being bussed into a tough school. That's what she wants you to think. That's really not what happened. Yes, she was caught up in the busing. That's true. But this wasn't some kind of a ghetto situation where she was being bussed to better herself. No. Two very professional and successful parents. Okay. So she gets, after she graduates from Howard, she comes back to California, and she gets involved in San Francisco politics. Now, back at that time, San Francisco wasn't what it is now. It was a functioning liberal city. Now it is a far-left, collapsing city. The power in San Francisco was Willie Brown, all right, who was the mayor there. He and Miss Harris had an affair, okay? And he mentored Senator Harris, all right? He guided her through the California political system. And she was appointed to some commissions. She was the district attorney of San Francisco from 2004 to 2011. 
Then she was the California Attorney General from 2011 to 17. Then she was elected senator. It's a standard issue machine politician. All right. Kamala Harris is a machine politician. She's not a populist. She's not a socialist. Not any of that. She's a machine politician. And the machine in California is far, far left. We all know that. That's who she is. So she decides after just being a senator for less than three years to run for president. She gets nowhere. She tops out at 15 percent support among Democrats in the primary system. The campaign was dull. She looked befuddled, not as befuddled as Mr. Biden, but confused. She changed her positions on a lot of different things. Really, nobody could get a handle on who she is. Her personal life is standard, right? She's married to a lawyer um, who has, they don't have any children, but she has two stepchildren. The lawyer was married before. Nothing, you know, out of the ordinary. But she is a person who embraces San Francisco values, and that's very important to understand. So what the deuce are San Francisco values? Well, as I said on the radio this morning on the O'Reilly Update, and I hope you check that out uh, on BillOReilly.com. We post every day if you don't get it in your town. Here is the rundown of San Francisco values. Okay. Avoidance of religion, secularism rules, inclusion is everything, lax border enforcement, free citizenship, amnesty for all undocumented here, and a fast track to vote. That's very important. So if you give citizenship to all the undocumented in the United States, about 15 to 20 million people, and you fast track them to the vote, the Republican Party pretty much disappears. We become a one-party country, if that happens. No due process. This is my beef with Kamala Harris. She does not believe in due process. All accusations are convictions in her mind, and we'll prove that in a minute. Low crime enforcement. Now, from a DA and an attorney general, you know, I was going to incarcerate. She doesn't want to, you know, doesn't want to do any of that. Me too? Absolutely. Political correctness? Okay, fine. Uh, Green New Deal? We love it. These are all San Francisco values, and she's in 100%. There is nothing about Senator Harris that goes against the far-left orthodoxy. Nothing. She has no dissenting opinions. Now, why would Joe Biden, who has a record of being a moderate, he's not any longer, Joe Biden is what the far-left tells him to be. That's who he is now. now. Why would he select her. Why wouldn't he go for Amy Klobuchar or somebody a little bit more moderate, a little bit more experienced in the Senate? Remember, Kamala Harris never dealt with the other point of view. doesn't care. doesn't exist to her. If you're not far left, she doesn't even want to hear from you. Okay. Two reasons that Joe Biden selected um, Kamala Harris. Now, you'll hear from the right that Biden wasn't involved in a decision. They just told him what to do. That's not true. Biden was involved with the decision. There was debate in his crew. The older guys, like Chris Dodd, these people, didn't want Harris. 
But the younger people did, and the minorities did. They favored her. So she got it. She was chosen for one primary reason, to attack Donald Trump. She is considered the most vicious of all the Democratic politicians in contention for VP. Whitmer is pretty vicious in the governor of Michigan, but Whitmer isn't a person of color. So Harris basically checked off this box. So her job in the next two and a half months is to attack Trump in unprecedented ways. Remember, Donald Trump's still the president of the United States. Well, you're going to see. It's going to be unbelievable. And the second reason she was chosen was because in response, it is difficult to kick back at Senator Harris. And when Trump does and the Trump supporters do, they will be branded racist and misogynists. That label, no matter what the counterattack is on Ms. Harris, racist, misogynist, and you say anything negative about her, bring up her voting record, you say anything bad, that's what you are. Okay. Will it work? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Could. Possible. But I'm not voting for her or for Biden. I don't want the country demolished. And that's what they would do. Everything. You name it. It would be demolished. Little sisters of the poor don't want to pay for abortion pills. Little sisters of the poor pay. All right. I mean, I'm just throwing that out of the wind. All right. My tax rate, about 50 percent now, 65, 70. That's where that's going. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. now um, eight women have accused Joe Biden of misconduct. You all know the story. I'm not going to go over it. I don't know any of these women. One of them is Tara Reid. Um, and that was the worst accusation, whatever. Here's what Kamala Harris said about the eight women who attacked, and they did attack, all right, Joe Biden. She said this on April 2nd, 2019. Go. I believe them, and I I respect um, them being able to tell their story and having the courage to do it. Do you believe that the vice president should enter this race? Oh, he's going to have to make that decision for himself. I wouldn't tell him what to do. I believe them. I believe them. If you believe them, why would you be running with your butt? I'm a simple man. Okay. Now. When Harris, in 2020, was asked about Tara Reid, I'm not going to repeat Reid's allegations. I don't do that. All right? But they're bad against Joe Biden. Here's what Harris said in March of 2020. Quote, Tara Reid has a right to tell her story, and she shouldn't face any repercussions for that. But the Joe Biden I know, is somebody that really has fought for women and empowerment of women and women's equality and rights, unquote. Well, that's a little bit different than 2019 when Harris was running against Biden, is it not? Let me 
we had a little thunder action here in New York City. Don't get scared. I'm all right. Okay. So what happened? Well, she knew that she was being considered for VP. So Kamala Harris believed all the women in 2019, but not so much in 2020. Now, I'm only reporting this to show you who she is. Now, I have to credit my executive producer for finding this. You'll love this. After she was chosen yesterday, late yesterday, all right, the Associated Press reported on how she was um, chosen. All right. Now, the Associated Press wrote this quote. Harris, who is also Indian-American, joins Biden in the 2020 race at a moment of unprecedented national crisis. The coronavirus pandemic has claimed the lives of more than 150,000 people in the USA, far more than the toll experience in other countries. Business closures, disruptions resulting from the pandemic have caused an economic collapse. Unrest, meanwhile, has emerged across the country as Americans protest racism and police brutality, unquote. Now, that's supposed to be in a news article. So the Associated Press printed that. It went out to all the newspapers all over the world. And then somebody said, hey, that's not fair. And they pulled it back and they scrubbed it. But we found it in a Turkish newspaper in Turkey. Just to show you how the fix is in. The press will rhapsodize, rhapsodize about the Biden-Harris ticket. All right. Key issues for you, the American voter. Black Lives Matter. Roll the tape. They're not going to stop. And that's, they're not, this is a movement, I'm telling you. They're not going to stop. And, and everyone beware, because they're not going to stop. It is going to, they're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. Senator Harris, big fan of the Black Lives Matter movement. Big fan. Doesn't matter they're Marxist. He loves them. All right. Healthcare. Roll the tape. So once and for all, do you believe that private insurance should be eliminated in this country? No. You don't? No, I but do not. But you raised your hand last but night. But the question was, would you give up your private insurance for that option? And I said yes. Oh, I think I you do. heard it differently than others then. I, probably, because that's what I heard. I am a proponent of Medicare for all. Private insurance will exist for supplemental coverage, but under my vision of Medicare for All, one, we will expand coverage so that it would include dental, it would include vision, it would include hearing aids, which is a big issue for our seniors and extremely expensive. That's right. It's extremely expensive. Who would pay for that? We got a $30 trillion debt now. Who's going to pay for that? You'd have to seize private property in order to pay for all the health care that Kamala Harris wants to pay for. You have to seize private property. You have to. Because there are not enough wealthy, affluent people in the country to pay for it. And corporations are going to move overseas. They're already starting. It's already starting. Because a lot of people think Biden-Harris is going to win. Say goodbye. They're leaving. Not going to pay what the Democrats want to tax in the corporate realm. All right, finally, another soundbite. I mean, I know you know. I know you know. But I think this is all instructive to get on the record. 
So my main beef with Kamala Harris is that she does not believe in due process. In this country, you are innocent until proven guilty. Proven guilty. Just because somebody lodges an allegation doesn't mean you did it or you're guilty. But not to Kamala Harris, who was the Attorney General of California. She believes all accusations from women, all of them, she didn't check out the eight women who attacked Biden, but she said she believed all of them. Every one of the eight Kamala Harris believed. But now she doesn't believe them because she's running with Joe Biden. On Brett Kavanaugh, Kamala Harris was outrageous. Roll the tape. I believe her. Listen, first of all, anybody who comes forward at this point um, to, to, to be prepared to testify in the United States Senate against someone who is being nominated to one of the most powerful positions in the United States government, that takes an extraordinary amount of courage. And frankly, you know, I have personally prosecuted sexual assault cases, and my concern is, and she knows this, she is putting herself out there knowing that they're going to try and excoriate her. Well, it's true. She was excoriated, Christine Blasey Ford. But Kamala, Kamala, sorry, believes her. She believes her. The FBI turned up not one piece of evidence to back up Ms. Ford's assertions. Not one. And yes, Ms. Ford was criticized. But she walked away with more than a million dollars. Do you know that? And the GoFundMe stuff. And her own radical left attorney said that one of the reasons Ms. Ford went after Brett Kavanaugh is because of abortion. Said it. So, let's sum it up. Senator Harris, third most liberal on Capitol Hill. Third. Skin color means nothing. Wasn't chosen for her skin color. Gender means a little bit, but not a lot. Chosen because she will attack Trump in a vicious way. And if you go back at her, then the left and the Democratic Party will label you a bigot, a racist, and a misogynist. What they'll do. All right? So she's got this kind of protective shield around her. The most important thing for you as an American citizen to remember is that there is a chance, and I hope it doesn't happen, that Joe Biden will not make it. Will not make it in his four years if he wins. All right, for a variety of reasons. Do you want Kamala Harris? Really, even you liberal Democrats, and I know you listen to what I say. You really want her? Because she would demolish the United States of America as we know it. Okay, I think that was pretty comprehensive. Please let me know what you think. If I'm unfair, please. If I'm unfair, bill at BillOReilly.com, you let me know. I think that was an excellent summation of that woman. No BS, no propaganda, fact, 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 fact. Uh, Sue Samel. This is Brian Masonbrink, Neptune Beach, Florida. Sad situation that Brianna Taylor was shot and killed by police officers. However, it's important to have some context. No-knock warrants are very tough to get and usually issued because the person being pursued is known to be dangerous. 
Although it wasn't the same person the police were shot at when serving the warrant in Louisville, what do you expect the police to do? I expect the police to know exactly who's in the house when they execute a no-knock warrant. That's what I expect. Eyes on it. Come on. It's a woman dead because the cops screwed up. Cecilia Asper, Haymarket, Virginia. Mr. O, why do citizens in our collapsing cities keep electing officials to run into the ground? Because they don't know anything. It's a machine. Peer pressure, all of that. It's not like they're watching the no-spin news or reading the Wall Street Journal. (laughs) People don't do that. Ignorance. David Bella, Morrison, Colorado, outside of Denver. When a CNN reporter says the media isn't overly hostile to Trump, are they just lying to us? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're just lying to you. I know it seems hard to believe, but it's true. Joanne Concierge member. Thank you, Joanne. Direct access to me. My comment about the unwritten Justice Department rule when it comes to releasing political information less than 60 days before an election. Wasn't that what James Comey did with the Hillary emails? Yes, but this was an active criminal investigation that had new evidence. And Comey said, I couldn't withhold it from the American people. That was a justification. Bob Pinaya, if I were to watch an NFL game and the national anthem were not played before the start, I'd turn it off. Well, have fun. You're not going to hear the national anthem this year, Bob. Not going to. Take it to the bank. Donald Wagner, Hot Springs, Arkansas. I canceled HBO along with Showtime which in my humble opinion is even worse. Good. If you think you're getting a dishonest play from the media, don't help them. Helen, thanks for letting us know what restaurants in your city are charging outrageous prices. We have seen the same thing here in Little Monroe, Louisiana. But it's not just restaurants, grocery stores, and other merchandise adding on the COVID tax. Happening everywhere, Helen. You know, I'm not paying it. Bill, I took your advice and began reading history books during the pandemic. I decided to read for the second time all eight of your killing books. What a great surprise to discover many historical facts, and it was exciting at the same time. If you become a lifetime member to BillOReilly.com, you get all of the history books free. All of them. And we want you to buy our Stand Up For Your Country stickers in our store. And when writing to us, and Killing Crazy Horse, by the way, is out on September 8th, we throw that in. So you get nine books if you become a lifetime member. Word of the day, do not be a poltroon when writing to us. Back with a final thought in a moment. Okay, final thought of the day. I don't even notice this, but it's absolutely happening. So the other day, I wanted to get some seafood. And I called up this restaurant that I don't really go to a lot. And I ordered two soups, lobster bisque, three shrimp tacos and three fish tacos two soups and the soups were little they weren't like giant soups little soups and three small tacos and another order of three small tacos how much do you think they charge me 72 bucks now i'm an idiot for buying them my fault i didn't know they cost that much because i i did it by phone but i i happen to ask okay so what's the total madam $72. I should have just canceled it. But everybody was hungry, and I I, I did. I never go there again. 
Now, why do they charge $72 for a paltry amount of food? Because that's the COVID tax. People know, and this was in a resort, by the way, a resort area, not in my local town where I am now. They know that people are just all over the place and they just want convenience and this and that. All of the vendors that I use have jacked up their prices, all right? From the lawn guys to the uh, pool guy, whatever it may be, all right? Now, I sound like a whiner. I'm lucky I have all these things. I understand that. But every bill I get is 20 25% higher than it was last year. COVID tax, all right? These people know that there's a lot of confusion and their businesses have been hurt. They're going to try to make it up. But 72 bucks for tacos and a little soup. Mm. My fault. <laughs> but I thought I'd pass it on, all right? Always ask in the age of COVID how much everything costs. We'll see you tomorrow night.